All right, guys, we're in our second intro here, and I got Kyle Christie from uh, Unmanned. And uh, Philippe is gone, I think, doing his own thing right now, so he's filming and shooting something else. But uh, he's going to join me, and we're going to talk about some burgers and what makes a good burger, um, what we can do to improve burgers, and maybe start a conversation towards burgers. Um, I want to hear a lot of your feedback and your opinions on um burgers and what we can do and how we can change and come up with new ideas that inspire interesting burgers here in town that are local and fresh so um let's do that let's start a conversation here about burgers and uh, let's get at her so to start things off um why do you think burgers are such like a staple food in our country and in, in Western culture, like what is it about about it that we just we love? It's easy, man. It's a quick and easy meal, right? Like, it's a sandwich. That's what a burger is. It's just a glorified sandwich. So <laughs> you someone might cause some controversy with that one. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I will. It's like the uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog uh, a sandwich or a whatever? No, hot dog. I don't know what the hell a hot dog is. Hot dogs just meet between two pieces of bread but isn't that isn't that what a sandwich is (laughs) i mean yeah it's a horizontal meat between two pieces of bread yeah and the other one's stacked high that's it so (laughs) so anyways where did this whole burger craze start like do you know so i think what happened to be honest with you like this is what i got this is what i got to know so during like the great depression two things happened Okay, American cheese was created in like 1910. Okay, it happened around that time, and then this craze started to build. I don't know where that happened, but once started, people started putting uh, American cheese or cheddar cheese or anything on the on the burger on a plain burger, it went nuts. Like it blew up through America. Like chains started creating, um, companies were made. There was a whole era of fast food, like. Just because of the t- cheese. Right, right. And so. I mean, I feel like the ingredients haven't really changed since then. But I mean, there's a huge divide between a good burger and bad burger. Like, how do you tell that divide? Where does that... Frozen meat. You can tell frozen meat. Right, really, yeah. From, like, night and day. Like, you know when you go to... You remember when you were a kid... And I don't know if you've ever had it, but like uh, my dad used to take me to a place in Toronto by the airport. It's called Licks Burgers. Okay. Um, the, I, I I don't know if it's still around or if it's uh, if it's still pumping out burgers, but I remember it like night and day. Like I can walk in the door, and you can, and it was this weird kind of like McDonald like McDonald'sy retro vibe. But it wasn't McDonald's. It was called Licks. It was big L I C K S. They sold huge company. Like they sold uh, at one point, they sold like frozen burgers to every grocery chain throughout Canada, right? So it was uh, it was pretty cool to to go there when I was a kid, and I had their burger. It was nice, nice big burger. But you could tell it was frozen. There was no. I can still. I can still. You could buy the grocery store burger. And go to their location, and it would taste the same. Right. Right. Whereas, right. You know, you go to Apollo, you got Apollo. They're a good burger. 
They're a really good burger because they're fresh. They grind their meat fresh daily. You know, it's and it's a different mouthfeel. It's it's a completely different mouthfeel. A fresh burger. Um, it it melts. You know, a fresh burger. You can taste a fresh burger. You know, you should know. Humans should know the difference from a fresh and a frozen patty, just from the fact that when you barbecue and you go to the grocery store and you pick up like a box of uh, frozen burgers pucks and you throw it on the grill, you can taste. You can taste it. Right. Right. Why is like, or what is freezing actually doing to the meat, and why is like fresh meat safer than you know what it what yeah, it yeah yeah you change you every time you freeze something every time you freeze something yeah anything you 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 change the chemical structure of the item so if I were to, if I were to freeze anything from like a potato to uh, now I don't I've never frozen a potato froze a potato but I wouldn't I don't think I would ever um, I would do it if I diced it and cut it but if you freeze a potato you can taste the potato like a fresh potato from a frozen potato. The starches and the water changes the molecular the molecular structure changes so much. Like if you took beef, you take lamb, you take any any animal and you freeze it as opposed to taking it and grinding it from the minute you kill it. It's it's a whole different process. Like it's a whole different flavor profile. That's why like when you get a steak from a butcher who who doesn't order it frozen, who gets it from like an actual farm, it's beautiful. Like it's 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 as fresh as it can be. It's just refrigerated, probably killed like 3 days ago, 2 days ago, refrigerated, brought over. The taste of the freaking steak is so juicy cuz it's fresh. You can taste the earth from the meat. So why then do we, um, you know, need condiments and toppings, you know, even if you have the best meat in the world? Um, why do I feel like I need these condiments on my, on my burger? Um, well, so condiments were created to, like, to add a flavor profile, right? But they were also created to kind of... I think in this country, condiments are used to kind of cover up a lot of flavor, right? So it, for a burger, you take it both ways. Now, if you have a burger, putting condiments on a burger accompanies the dish because it adds to the flavor of the burger. But take a steak and putting ketchup on a steak or HP sauce on a steak is not something that takes away from the from the animal right because meat is beautiful on its own right so it depends on how you right, cook it right i mean like what what okay so say i had a you know triple a prime whatever steak and i grind it up into a burger like why does that taste different like is there something that's happening in the grinding process that's like yeah 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 yeah, in a way, yes. It it's like it's science, man. Like it's hard to explain these things, but when you you're you're structural, you're taking something that was 
that was whole, right? And then you're 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 blend you're mixing it and you're breaking it down and through friction you're kind of cooking it as well. So, like when we grind beef or when you grind any meat, you want to make sure that it's like you technically have to freeze it because you want to make sure that that meat is as cold as possible because when you run it through that grinder, it heats the friction from grinding it heats the meat. So you, if it's not as cold as if it's not cold, you're technically going to bring it to room temperature faster than you think and you'll cause a a giant issue like you you could kill somebody you know or get someone really sick so that's why it's really like it's really really fragile working with fresh ground beef but or any meats fresh ground meats but the reason why people grind meat is to add flavor right so you're not going to grind meat for anything else but a filling um a pie um maybe burgers the only th- you showcase the beef on the burger but it's you know some people like to cheat like to season it with like cheese and salt and pepper i like to season it with just salt and pepper some people like to put onions in it and garlic i've tried that before um but the meat is the meat is good on its own, you know. It's meant to be good on its own. And if you season it with the salt and pepper, everything that you add to that will add flavor, right? So when you do like uh steak, for example, and you use like salsa verde on a steak and you and you, you know, you put this beautiful whole piece of strip loin out or por- a porterhouse, which is what I like to work with. Um is it's a fillet and a strip loin and it's it's fantastic it's it's sorry it's a fillet and a ribeye right on on a t-bone on like a t right so it's it's a nice pretty pretty piece of meat and it's just it adds all you need to do is just add salt and pepper and butter and that's it and you're laughing so then what I mean, what do you think makes two burgers distinct from each other between, you know, your burger and the next chef's burger? What what separates the it's two? It's like, it goes down to the chef, to be honest with you. But the burger, the burger is, is a representation of as simple as you should have it mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a bun. The bun, the cheese, what condiments you use. Which mustard you use, how fresh your pickles are, where what pickles you use, right? There's so many different pickles. There's moistest pickles, strubs, you know. There's tons of different pickles. Then they all have different acid profiles, different flavor profiles. They all have um, some sort of... Some may have a bite, some may be sweet. Right, right, yeah. A good burger done right simply is what i like so do you think that in your opinion it's better to have like a classical burger over you know something that's a little bit more gourmet or yeah so like a gourmet burger is more there's there's two there's a, there's several different types of burgers yeah because right? it's it's a plethora of versatility a smash burger is a burger that is smashed like directly on the griddle so you take the beef 
that's fresh, you put it on a hot griddle, and you smash the crap out of it. Now, there's different levels of smashing. There's like, you can smash it to be, to be thick, to a certain thickness. You can smash it to be paper thin. We started this place smashing it to be paper thin, like a traditional smash burger. I kind of think it's like a secret menu item if you want it, like OG way. You could technically get it OG way, and we smashed the crap out of it. And it's like a it's like a burger chip, right? So it's not a burger chip. It's just like a thicker burger pancake. It's delicious. It's seared. It's crispy. It's different. Um, and then we've oh we figured that you know a lot of people don't like it here in town. Super thin. They want a little bit more of a mouthfeel. So we changed it up and we started smashing it more more thicker right so now you get a thicker patty but thicker doesn't mean super thick if you go to if you go to some gourmet joints a gourmet burger would be like a fresh bun that's brioche or a fresh bun that's like a kaiser roll or something that's more um, bready and you'd get a thicker patty so you get a big mouthfeel from that fresher ingredients like not fresher ingredients but fresh ingredients like um a full leaf of lettuce bigger chunks of tomatoes but they could be like heirloom tomatoes they could be like rome a big uh hothouse tomatoes you know there's a lot of different different types we use a small tomato um for us so that it gives us a nice thin cut you know we like to cut everything thin and keep everything kind of unison so that our burgers stand out, right? Whereas some burgers, the people like to keep them thick. And I think I think a, a thinner burger is better than a thicker burger. Like a, a, a burger that you can kind of eat and still be satisfied and be full off of one burger. But not like you, you eat it and you're getting a whack load of breading and a whack load of beef. You know, you don't want... The, I get it. You can get a you can get a small bun and put it in between a big thick patty, but which is some people's take, you know. But I mean, too much bread is too much bread. I think that's a key thing. You shouldn't have too much bread. You should have very little bread. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, we'll talk next week. Um, next week we'll talk about some pretty interesting stuff. Figure out what we can do with um, Indian food and, and kind of go off of on Indian food. And I think that um, there's a big stigma around uh, the scarcity behind Indian food. So I think we should address that because, you know what, Indian food is really something that is underappreciated and um, it's pretty healthy. So if there's any route you should go, it's... It's that route, so we'll figure that out next week. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, have a great night.